All right, hello, and welcome to Off the Beaten Path, the show where we talk about cultures and traditions that sit off to the side of life, but that make us who we are. I'm your host, Brian Henderson, and today we have an awesome guest with us. He works at Sacramento Valley Charter School as head of technology, school photographer, and all-around troublemaker, you know, always terrible influence on the kids. Uh, let's welcome Mr. Amrit Singh to the podcast. Amrit, how you doing? Uh, good, man. Thank you for having me. All right, good. It's good to have you here, man. All right, so uh, we called you in, uh, you know, because uh, I know that you've uh, that you've uh, got a, a thing for music. It's a big part of your life. So I was wondering if you'd come in today and like talk to us a bit about, you know, uh, your instrument and uh, you know your life as a musician. All right, so Amrit, uh, why don't we get started by just, you know, not all of us are in the know about, you know, Indian uh, music. Why don't you just uh, kind of explain to us what what is a tabla? Sure, Brian. So, or Mr. Henderson, a, a, a tabla is a North Indian percussion instrument. Um, it's uh, kind of similar to the African bongos, but it's more finger oriented. It's usually used as an accompanying, accompanying instrument, uh, usually used to accompany a singer or another instrumentalist. All right. So let's just do a quick follow up on that. What do you mean when you say it's more like finger oriented? So from my limited knowledge, uh, when you play the bongos, you don't really use your fingers. You're using an open hand and slamming your palm onto the drums. With the tabla, you're actually using each individual finger, um, your middle finger, your ring finger, index finger, and you're using those to make different sounds. All right, so Amr, I'm looking at the tabla, and I can see it's like, to describe it for people, uh, you know, who've never seen one, it looks like a set of, like, two drums, you know, one, like, a little bit, like, larger and wider, and the other a little, like, smaller and narrower. W- what's the deal? Why uh, why two drums? Sure. So uh, let's start with the bigger one. The bigger one is called, uh, or most Indians refer to it as a baya, right? But uh, Punjabis, we refer to it as a dugi. And this uh, baya or dugi, is actually uh, provides the base for the tabla. Um, the smaller one, uh, Indians refer to it as a daya instead of a baya daya, baya daya. And Punjabis refer to it as a chattu. Uh, the chattu uh, is, uh, provides the pitch, either low or high, depending on the scale that um, the performance or the instruments are going to be playing at. So... Like, when you're learning, do you learn how to play them both at the same time, or do you learn how to play, like, one drum and then the other one's incorporated later? Well, you eventually do learn how to play both of them together because that is uh, 90% of tabla. But um, and when you're first starting out, you usually start learning how to play the daya or the jaktu first, and very quickly is it's followed by the baya. All right. Very cool. So you start with the big one first, huh? No, it's the small one. Oh, the small one. You see, I, I'm, I'm already getting lost in my terms. All right, I'm following. So you learn the small one first and yeah. then the big one. The way I learned it is a baya starts with a B, so it's the bigger one. That's, uh-huh. that's how I learned it. Okay, so when you're ready for the big one, do you like go up to your teacher and go, uh, hey, teach me how to doggy? Teach me how to doggy? <laughs> so, like, Omri, let's, uh, let's get back to you, though. Like, um, when did you learn, like, to start tabla? And, like, you know, what's kept you interested in it? You know, so um, I started learning tabla when I was in eighth grade, and uh, initially I was forced to go to the Sunday school and learn it. My parents forced me to do it. I had no interest. I had no interest in wanting to learn, but I grew to love it, and uh, even to this day, I I stay practicing at least four or five hours a week. What was it about it that made you kind of transition, you know, from that whole, man, you know, got better things to do to, like, really being into it? 
uh, I think it was just one of those things where once I started uh, going to class and was actually sitting in front of a tabla and started playing it, it was just one of those things I just fell in love with. I can't really explain it. So um, once you got started, like, what was the most challenging thing about playing tabla? Uh, the ch most challenging thing for me would be uh, learning to control your speed. So uh, like I said earlier, a tabla is mainly used as an accompanying instrument. And so if, the, if, one instrument, if one instrumentalist or a singer sets a certain speed, you as a tabla player are supposed to uh, match that speed at all times. And you're not supposed to either play faster or slower than the given speed. Uh, it's something that I struggled with a lot uh, initially. All right. Well, um, I mean, do you have a favorite like musician that you look up to? Like someone that you kind of look and you're like, you know, I want to one day I'd like to be near maybe their level, if not at their level. Sure. Um, if you ask any double player, uh, any double player will tell you that, oh, yeah, the best double player today is uh, Zakir Hussain. But uh, I do like Zakir Hussain and there's no way that I'd ever attain a level like that. To attain a level like that, music would have to be your entire life. Uh, your eight hours a day job and plus plus even more but uh i've always been more of a fan of the underdog so i my favorite uh double player is actually a man by the name of pandit yogesh samsi he actually learned from the same person that zakir learned from who was zakir's father and i actually had the opportunity to meet him uh about a month ago and i uh, had a nice conversation with him and uh, got a picture too got to see him in concert it was really cool Dang, that's cool. Yeah, they were saying don't meet your heroes, but it sounds like it was a good experience for you. All right, so Amrit, you are actually though a performing musician too. Like this isn't just like something that you do like at home, you know, after a hard day, you know, right. you go out and play. So do you have like a kind of interesting story for us? Like, of, you know, maybe you played in a place where you're like, whoa, this is kind of strange or has something weird or kind of wild ever happened at a performance that you remember? Yeah, um, so like I said, I've been playing for about 11 years, but for the past four years, I'd say, I've been called for random gigs, usually on Sundays during uh, uh, Sikh Gurdwara uh, services. Uh, funny story, the first time I ever had a program, which was three days long, I had to go to Bakersfield. And usually as a tabla player, you're supposed to bring two, at least two different scales of tablas, one for when you're playing more light uh, tabla and one for when you're playing more classical tabla. And um, I was nervous, so I forgot to bring the higher scale tabla, which is for light. And so I'm sitting on stage and I tell the guy, hey, I didn't bring the higher scale tabla. And so he's like, oh, no worries. This guy should have one. One of the priests should have one. So we asked the priest and he said, yeah, I have one here. And so the tablas, I should have mentioned this earlier, but the tablas for light should be scaled to roughly D sharp. For any instrumentalists who know what D sharp is. In Punjabi, we call it Dujakara. And uh, the tabla that he brought to me was actually on C sharp. And I'm like, wait, this is the one I already have. I already have a C sharp. This is not meant for light. And he goes, no, 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 you can tune it. You can tune it. I'm like, I don't know, man. This is, it might pop. And he's like, no, don't worry. So he tunes the tabla and gives it to me about a minute later. I'm like, okay, cool. He got it to D sharp. I don't know how he did it, but he got it. Anyways, we're into about two minutes of playing and the tabla ends up popping on stage because it had been stretched out too much so that it can elevate itself from C sharp to D sharp. And so I'm looking at the guy like, I told you, <laughs> like I give him like a, I told you so look. And he's just looking at me like, oh, well, oops. And yeah, so the, 
the whole state, the whole uh, congregation was looking at me like I did something wrong, and I'm just like, oh, well. Oh. Uh, man, first time out too. Yep. That's always how it works, right? Yep. First time is always the time everything just goes wrong. Right. All right. All right. So Amrit, you know, you told us a lot of cool stuff today, some funny stories, you know. Uh, but I was just wondering, you know, we have some people out there probably, you know, thinking right now you know, about picking up an instrument or maybe who have already started, you know, maybe like messing around with one. What's some advice you give to them, you know, if they're kind of like thinking, you know, hey, I, I want to give this a go? So I think the best piece of advice I could give someone would be learn to play just one instrument, right? Stick to one instrument and have that be your main instrument. Uh, moreover, uh, play and focus on clarity. Focus on quality and not quantity. Don't chase after, oh, I want to learn this, and then I want to learn that, and then I want to learn that. Uh, focus on the first thing that you learned and make sure that it's uh, as close to perfect as you can get it while picking other things up along the way. But uh, yeah, stick to quality and not quantity. All right, man. So I know that kind of like, you know, when you're talking about music, it's the same thing as when you're talking about food. You know, you, someone's talking about food, someone gets hungry, talk about music, people want to hear something. You got your tablas in here actually today. Do you mind like taking a second, just kind of playing something for us? You know, um, what do you got? Sure. Uh, I guess I could play a little bit of classical with you. I brought, I have a metronome with me. And after I play a little bit of classical, I'll play some light. Earlier, I, I, I was speaking about classical and light, and you're probably like, wait, I don't know what he's talking about. But I'll give you a little bit of, I'll, I'll show you a little bit of both. All right, so uh, you're going to start with the classical, so let's uh, give it a listen. Let's hear what that's like. And uh, that was the classical, Amr? Yes, that was the classical. Now I'm going to show you a little light. All right, let's hear it. man thanks that sounded great you know i mean I can tell you got talent um you know i i just want to say thanks for coming on today i really appreciate your time uh you know do you have any last words you'd like to give to the audience out there listening uh yeah uh first of all thanks for having me uh it was really cool it was really fun good experience uh 
hey, if you guys want to learn tabla, uh, hit me up. I only charge $100 a class. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, if, you ever, if you ever feel like uh, you wanted to pick up tabla, you can always talk to me. All right. Well, you heard it there from Mr. Amrit Singh. And I uh, just want to say before we sign off, remember that culture is lurking in all kinds of places. So if you have something interesting from you or your family's culture, whether it's a special kind of food, a holiday tradition, or a special way you dance, then we'd love to hear about it on the show. So everyone, take care. Remember to go outside and get some culture in your life. All right. Thank you again, Amrit. All right, everyone. Take care. Peace. Be Punjabi.